0: Sans Pants Radio, Australia's least coherent podcast network. Kicking off today's episode with some big news from me, Alexi Toliopoulos. I have a new podcast, and this is kind of cool, big, and huge that I'd love to get you guys to listen to. It is the official Netflix Australia podcast. Yes, I am the co host of the actual official Australian Netflix podcast. It is called The Big Film Buffet. It's hosted by me and my dear friend Susie Yusuf, where we will be discussing the Netflix premiere film of the week. We've organized it so it's like this three-course feast of films for you. The first course is a starter that is a cult classic that is thematically linked in some way to the premiere film, which is our main course that we'll be discussing in depth. And the dessert will be a tasty treat of hidden gems that i'll be recommending you if you want a little more it's pretty cool i'm very excited about it i think it's a really really good i think it's a really really great podcast already and we're just a couple of episodes in um i'll put the links for the show in the show notes you can click straight through and subscribe on spotify to it Uh, but it's called the big film buffet i'm really excited about it it's cool that netflix has asked me to do this um so i'd love your support in it and that literally doesn't change anything with this show we're going to be going week to week still and finding drago season two is less than a month away so i will be clogging up your podcast feeds i'm so sorry but that's the way it is i'm trying to be a star baby
1: Some more, And good rest of the day to everyone listening to this podcast, be it day, night, morning, evening, or even on a lunch break at work.
0: Wow. Mm. In the famous words of Truman himself from The Truman Show. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Cameron. Cameron
1: James. I belong to the podcast Total Reboot. We are the <laughs> only podcast on the internet that dares to discuss... Movies, um, And we tend mm-hmm. to focus on remakes, reboots, and rip-offs, and quite often we will blend film analysis and discussion with our <laughs> trademark humor, which is known to be very funny
0: stuff. Yeah, we do funny humor. Lots of people do dry, weird, acerbic humor. We do yeah. funny style comedy.
1: <laughs> Absolutely funny crack-up shit that we do every single week. I'm coming to you live from DVD Studios, and down the line is Alexi Toliopoulos from Blu ray Studios. How are you going, Alexi? Cameron, I am doing
0: swimmingly in Blu ray Studios. We have got some beautiful new additions to the archives here, including the latest high definition, high quality picture production of a little movie called. The Water Boy, starring the Sandman Adam Sandler and Feruza Bulk. Okay? And oh. I'll he try not does to bring Faroza Bulking comedy up. as well. <laughs> exactly. He's one of our idols.
1: Yes, he is. Um, uh, but today's not about the Water Boy. We're not talking about the Sandman or Faroza Bulk. As much as we would love to <laughs> devote an entire Are we hour. talking about Flacco? <laughs> We're not talking about Flacco either. We are joined, of course, down the line mm. from book studios, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Novel Studios
2: Book and Bowtie Studios (laughs) Novella, the classy kind of book Oh, sorry
1: Reese Nicholson's Mm. back with us again on the pod Hello Reese.
2: Hi guys, hello And I'd like to point out, you know, some people might think Did we, you know, he was on the last episode Did they record that in one afternoon mm. too? No, no, no. we no, we have done this a week later. apart as if this is a regular show that we do together. <laughs> this is a full we week. We have
1: just done it straight
2: after the last one. I don't know why
1: we didn't. We needed a week to decompress. Yeah,
2: we, didn't you? You had to go to the vet. You had to take your dog to. I had it. to go to the you vet, to and the I vet. brought the dog along as well.
1: Um, mm. I'm showing her all the different things that a vet can do to you, and I'm demonstrating. Because you
2: you go to a vet once a month, right? Just to get them to put a thermometer. Yeah. <laughs> inside of you but you get them to sound it yeah. you get them to put it in your dick hole <laughs> wow
1: yeah yeah that's the kind of yeah, yeah. shit that I do at the vet I'm, yeah. I'm and you don't generally. like
2: it you don't want it <laughs> oh, to oh I hate it very he's painful your wife makes you
1: he's do it he's
0: just trying to get make room in there so he can hide a one hitter so he can take it across the border smuggle
2: it across yeah Yeah, you get one of the, you get a really, you're training so you can get a really small PVC pipe in in there. You can hide stuff inside. Oh my
1: god, this is absolutely blue (laughs) humour. This is blue comedy.
2: Yeah, and I'm known to be, I'm a clean boy. Yeah, you're a a very clean comic. I I make (laughs) everyone pray before, Mm. before we start the show.
0: It was awkward, but it was actually pretty funny, so it was
2: good. Yeah.
1: Now, last week we talked about the movie Hairspray, Mm -hmm. sort of. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, We were definitely dis- there to talk about Hairspray We got distracted And afterwards we all took a long hard look at ourselves in the mirror And said, you know what, we didn't do it justice mm-hmm. We need mm. to truly focus So this week we've reunited the old gang To discuss <laughs> yeah. the 2007 film musical adaptation of Hairspray And we promise, we vow, we swear We will not stray from the topic this
2: week Yeah But we are all dressed as Bruce (laughs) Philanthro, we should point that out. We are wearing a
0: graphic tee with some sort of funny slogan, we've got a mop top, (laughs) muppet haircut, and we are all sporting one of the most amazing gullets a fella has ever did one in his
2: entire life. Yeah, Yeah, we we have no discernible facial features. Uh, Anything that you can tell about our head is because we're wearing glasses. Yeah,
1: the The colour of the frames really define (laughs) how you describe us.
2: Wow. We're not allowed to Bruce talk Valanche about him Bruce might be a Barry Humphreys character. I, I'm
1: yeah. so sorry. That is the allotted amount of oh. time we're allowed to discuss Bruce Valanche. I've given us 30 seconds oh. in total oh, and we just used it all up in one go.
2: Which I think is exactly how much time he gives each documentary. <laughs> <laughs> each and every single documentary. Cameron,
0: I have one thing to say about Bruce Valanche. All right. Can I just get? I just want a moment, and we can like scold me later if he ever comes up again. <laughs> but after our sure. episode last week, we talked about Bruce Valange We got immense amount of feedback talk about Bruce Valange Okay, one person in our Patreon group said mm. this is the third fucking time he's had to Google who Bruce Valange is because of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And I would I mean, say three, his times a <laughs> three times as charm. That's not your problem. Three times as charm. He doesn't have to ever Google him again. Now <laughs> it's locked and loaded. They know Bruce Valanche forever. But also another <laughs> listener, Mike Noyes, um, who is a podcast host as well from Random Acts of Cinema. He tweeted at all three of us saying that the production of Hairspray he saw live had Bruce Valanche as Edna Turnblad. Mm. So we were on topic the whole time. In Las Vegas. Yes. The famous that's, Vegas uh, showing.
1: Very typical of us to... Of all three of us, really, to pick a random bit of pop culture ephemera and then it yeah. just so happens to be relevant mm. by accident. By complete accident. It's relevant to whatever. Yeah, like I
2: usually call this show Dumb Luck.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: That's that's. I've always thought of this show as Dumb Luck. This show the is Dumb thing. Luck. And, yeah. uh, and yeah, that yeah. is
1: the allotted amount of time plus bonus time that we are allowed to discuss Bruce for yeah. mm-hmm. From now on, there is to be no discussion of anyone who has ever been a centre square on Hollywood Squares oh <laughs> or oh, appeared okay. in a documentary about, um, I don't know, anything. Action <laughs> figures.
0: <at> <laughs> Old Hollywood, <laughs> the Golden Girls, none of that stuff, unfortunately.
1: Tragically, we have to stay on topic, and that's Billy topic. Crystal. Oh, oh yeah, my. we're absolutely not allowed to discuss oh. Billy Crystal. Can I just say, or, or the fact
2: written... that they probably buried a body together, <laughs> and that's why they work together so much? <laughs> I got to come clean.
0: Actually, the words "Billy Crystal" are written in my notes, so I, I will tell you. Unfortunately,
1: Billy Crystal is going to come up in this podcast. You're not, Billy Crystal. Okay, I'll give a pass for Billy Crystal. <laughs> You're not allowed to talk about Martin Short or anyone who is like an old. No, he's hand.
0: in my notes. I've actually—that's not a joke. Martin Short is Martin coming Short
1: up. Martin Short is in your notes. Yes. Yeah. There's okay, a dangerous right. thing. Billy Crystal. Just, Martin
0: Short. I'm going to put it up there now. Let's get this out of the danger zone because this is a dangerous zone for us. We are talking about Bruce the...
2: Valanche. What a concept. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Williams, you are allowed to discuss. You are allowed to discuss, Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. All of these people are literally in my notes. I'm not kidding. I've written all these (laughs) names down in my notes. But I'm going to get this out of the way while in the danger zone getting all this stuff out. Um, There was a Hairspray Live, a television special that aired on American TV in 2016. And the cast for this, I will get them out of the way now because... There is possibility that we will tangent to all of these people at any point, okay? <laughs> Harvey Fierstein played Edna Turnblad. Dangerous. Yeah. On. In the original Broadway production. Exactly.
1: Yeah, that's dangerous. That's dangerous, that's
0: Dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Firestein, of course, originated the role of Edna, like you said, on the Broadway production. He also wrote the teleplay for this one. He's fabulous in this version. Yeah. Wilbur Turnblad, her husband, played mm. by Martin Short. Mm, dangerous. Great. Watch this last night. They're fabulous together. Maybelline Motormouth <laughs> Stubbs,
2: Danger Zone. Jennifer Hudson played her.
1: Okay. Oh, that's dangerous. very that's dangerous, dangerous for, for us.
2: She still saying, I'm telling you, which didn't really fit. <laughs> but why not?
1: Penny, Who else is in this production? Penny
0: Pingleton. This is a Danger Zone. Ariana Grande played her. <laughs> Velma oh, von sure. Tussel, Kristen Chenoweth Oh, boy. That's like 12 minutes going down that rabbit hole. Then, I don't want to be rude, but it's Chena. It's Chena Weff, but mm-hmm. it's fine. Don't worry. Thank you. That's that you know, would have been a massive It'd be tangent. homophobic. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's. I always think of her when she was that character that was definitely. Oh no, this is the tangent starting. I'm thinking about Studio 60 <laughs> on the Sunset Strip. How there was a character based on her. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, like, I'm so based sorry, based guys. We're
1: not allowed to talk <laughs> about Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, even though we could at length. Mm-hmm. We are at not length. allowed, and to even though it.
2: it's even though it's on YouTube in full. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I have I like it on it. DVD. As, as well.
2: do I. Wow. <laughs> as do I. I mean, hey guys, if you want to make if you want to make a side podcast where just the three of us joke about Chia the other sunset trip, I am totally fine. with <laughs> Every that episode is, is four hours long. Idea. Yeah, I would love it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty good <laughs> <Yeah>. idea. <laughs>
0: guys, the, we are not out of the danger zone yet. In the minor roles, <laughs> as Prudy Pingleton, we've got Andrea Martin, who, of course, <sighs>
2: is. Thea Vula in the, my big fat Greek wedding, mm, huge stage yeah. zone for mm, me. Mm. As also an original cast yeah. member, she's in that kind of Eugene Levy mm-hmm. world. Anyway, isn't whatever. she SNL? No, she was. Uh, what's the Canadian one that John Keane? Oh, the, uh, started Oh, the SCTV. On? Yeah, mm. SCTV. She's in that, and she was in that original that production of Godspell everyone talks about. Exactly. Oh, we can't Paul talk Schaefer about the Look at that. Godspell Even production from Andrea Canada.
0: <laughs> we
2: can't
1: Even talk Andrea about Martin Toronto. We can't talk about Godspell.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Continuing in the danger zone. Rob Barker played by Billy Eichner. Absolute mm. danger zone. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Mr. Oh, Pinky. Oh, okay.
1: Someone's jealous. Mr. <laughs>
0: Well, That's the jellies too, is going to continue. Mister Pinky is played by one of the gayest actors, Sean Hayes. Um, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. That's good casting.
0: Great casting, yeah. and the gym teacher cameo by Rosie O'Donnell. I got to close this document. I got to
2: close it. <laughs> wow! And for those listening at home, uh, it just, he just closed. It was like an arc. Yeah, yeah. The light, kind of.
1: <laughs> we had to keep our eyes closed that entire time, otherwise, our yeah. faces would melt. Um, yeah. that's really scary stuff, and I Ooh. now want to watch that production, because that's insane.
2: It's really good, you should watch it. It's great, because they've clearly filmed it during the day. Mm-hmm. Oh no, during, at night, because it was live. Mm. And so, the best, I think it's maybe, yeah, when she sings Good Morning Baltimore, she's out on the street, and it is the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's nighttime and everyone's like acting like, good morning! And it's like, the stars out, the ground is wet. Just
1: do it in a fucking studio, guys, I'll... I'd love to be the line producer on this Or <laughs> well, stage manager that, just...
2: You, just, you just give lines to all the cast members? Yeah,
1: yeah I'm producing I have a bag I have a few bags <laughs> of coke And I'm just constantly yeah. chopping up lines for
2: the cast members Yeah, great and Oh, to do cocaine
1: producer. with Martin Short
2: <laughs> And Sean Hayes And Andrew Not Martin. enough energy with those guys oh, oh god, I
0: want to do a bump off Adrian Martin's glasses That'd be my dream <laughs> I was
1: not sure where that was going <laughs> Yeah, me neither
0: uh, well, I was a, lots of ruder options, but you know, you're the blue comic, I'm the funny comic, so I will say the I'll say the funniest <laughs> option, which would
2: be glasses. Imagine finding yourself in a situation where Andrea Martins had too much Coke and you've had it having to shake her awake. Andrea! Andrea! Please! <laughs> you may All find right. yourself
1: oh, with a coke out Andrea Martins. <laughs> We're not allowed to discuss David Byrne or Talking Heads. <laughs> oh
0: God, they're in my notes. I'm not kidding. Oh. This is Or okay. David Lynch.
1: Nothing All like right, that. Or David Lynch. We're
0: closing <laughs> it up. We're gonna start talking about hairspray. This is the final episode of Travolta Reboot, our exploration mm. of John Travolta's mm. career, the reboots, remakes, and ripoffs. And this is an interesting one to end on because things are coming a bit full circle. We begun his this look into his life through the movie Grease. And this movie owes so much to that film. We're bringing John Travolta back. We've got the star of Grease 2, Michelle Pfeiffer, back as well into this Mm. world of musicals. They're returning to the genre that birthed them into cinema. And they're doing it gloriously. Reese, I will tell you right now, (laughs) I love this movie. I watched it twice in the last two days. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) good.
2: Okay, well, that might be a... That might be a pop to the... Psychologist kind of thing, but that's okay. That's all right. A little pop in visit. How, how are you with uh, eye contact? Um, <laughs> you
0: personal relationships. I don't know, uh... but I can tell you about Andrea Martin instead if you want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, I'm so glad because I realised, yeah, last week when we were talking about it, I really was saying how much I love this movie and I do, I really love it. But then I genuinely, during the wake up, I've been like, oh God, I, even before you asked me to do this episode, I was like, God, I hope they're not going to watch and go, that movie was a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, oh no. But it's fun, right? It's, it's just fun. It's fucking fun. Mm. It's so fun.
1: Um, I loved it from the very beginning too. Like I just, as soon as it started, I'm like, yes. It's one of those movies that feels like it should have always been a musical as well. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I
1: actually can't believe I... I think I had seen it a long time ago. I could barely remember it. So much so that there's a couple of tracks in this film that I knew, but in my head, I had decided they were high school musical songs Mm -hmm. from like Mm -hmm. one of the later high school musicals or something. Uh, You Can't Stop the Beat was one Mm -hmm. of those. Absolutely. And the one, the one that Zac Efron dun, 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 sings, um, dun, 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 can't remember what that's called, but I transport. Ladies' choice, ladies' choice, yeah. Um, and I felt so much happiness realizing that they weren't from High School Musical, so I could just yeah. enjoy watching this movie and not feel like a
2: fucking idiot for watching a High School Musical sequel. Yeah, mm. I, th- I think it's one of the greatest. Uh, one of the greatest. Movie musicals, of, at least mm. in modern times, like it translates so well. Absolutely, they've done so much work. Even I really love the one of my favorite. I, I'd forgotten until I was watching it again. The Queen Latifah song mm. about eating, mm. is yeah, is like such like a catchy song, yes. and it's kind of also about race relations and cornbread. <clears throat> Like you know, I I just I think it's such a enjoyable. I could talk about this movie, but how much I I just love it. I just have a really great time watching. Let's just
0: dive straight in and let's really dig into 2007 Hairspray. It was a time of tradition, a
2: time of values, a time. People who are different, their time is coming to shape things up. Not in Baltimore, it isn't. So That was our very own Link Larkin. And I'm Mona Mount pitch Pitching rhythm your way. Dancing on that show is my dream. <laughs> Wanna be one of the nicest kids in town? Cut school tomorrow and come audition. No one in this house is auditioning for anything.
1: But Mom. Uh. Amber.
2: Save your personal life with the cameras, sweetie.
0: Oh,
1: shiny. <laughs>
0: Alright, Hairspray 2007 Directed by Adam Shankman When you follow your own beat The world will follow you Pleasantly plump teenager Tracy Turnblad auditions to be on Baltimore's most popular dance show, The Corny Collins Show, and lands a prime spot. Through her newfound fame, she becomes determined to help her friends and end the racial segregation that has been a staple of that show.
1: Nice one, very, very right. well done. Well, well done. said. I really enjoyed your yeah. reading of that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank um,
2: you. I think that's a yes from me. What about you, Reese? Yeah. Yeah. No, oh. I, I really. I think you know. I think we'll find a lot of it in rehearsal. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. But and um, I am a type of filmmaker that I do do a lot of rehearsal mm. time. I like a lot of I, I time that. with my actors. I appreciate that. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Would you be How willing you to cut your hair for the role? Yeah. Yeah, actually, that's a good first question, mm. and, I'll, and then we'll move on to my question. Okay, yeah. um, yeah, like on
0: screen, do you want me to cut it like in character or just like just no, 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 just I, beforehand. No, just oh. Just, just, oh.
2: just beforehand, privately for us. It's good but to know I...
1: that you're open to things because Reese has a question for you now, <laughs> Reese.
2: Yeah, like, are you like? What's the condition of your gooch, do you yeah. like, is it Like, is it camera ready, mm. like, now? Like, if we were to... Um, if we would ask you to, like, you know,
1: just hypothetically give us a squiz at that gooch. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I
0: have to go back to the first question. I am comfortable cutting my hair to get it into prime condition. So. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Great. Well, you've got the role. <laughs> wow, thank you so much.
1: <laughs> And speaking of getting the role, (laughs) a wonderful actor was given a role in this movie. (laughs) Mm, Speaking of those roles. This actor that we are here to discuss today is Mm -hmm. Jonathan Travolta. A man that we have talked about now for about a month. And we've seen him go through some ups, some downs, some side to sides, some hustles, and (laughs) some crazy cool dance moves. (laughs) And That's we've problems, come, probably, we've come all the way back around to a musical, a place that
2: I feel he is
1: most at home. Mm. How do we feel mm. about him in this movie? Dressed as, as a woman. Turinland, dressed as a woman.
2: I, well, I, I look. To be honest, I shouldn't have started because I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I, I think. First of all, there's a myriad of problems with his with this role, but I think mm-hmm. he does a really great job. I do remember seeing an interview with John uh, John Waters saying, it was like on Good Morning America or something, it was like, oh, I don't know what accent that is. He, that's like a Mars accent or something. He doesn't sound anything like he's from Baltimore. <laughs> but, you know, he does a great job. It's just that weird filmmaker not 100% happy with someone who yeah. remade their thing, mm. but they're like, but I'm I'm on the press tour and I've got a book to sell. So, sure, great job. <laughs> he's getting paid as well, as if he's not getting, yeah. like, A
1: significant cut for this movie.
0: It's probably the most he's ever made from a movie is this
2: remake Mm. that he had almost nothing to do with.
1: Although he is in it. He does appear as the flasher who lives next door.
2: Yeah. And And he flashes Mink Stoll. Oh! Really? Mink Stoll is one of those women that go, Oh,
1: interesting. I wonder if he actually did it. Hmm.
2: I reckon, I reckon he
0: might have. It would have been really fun for him. He's a freak. He's a bit of a freak, Mr. John Waters.
1: Uh, Speaking of uh, John Travolta's accent of choice, Alexi, you texted me with a a Mm. really wonderful, cutting bit of analysis about this accent.
0: Yes, this was so weird because I was watching this movie last night and I was like, "He's doing an impression." I couldn't figure out what it was. Like, who is he? I was getting like the different vibe. It didn't feel like Travolta. I'm like, "Who is this?" And then it struck me like when he's doing this, he was doing a monologue that he was doing a freaking Mike Myers impression. This is a Mike Myers performance through John Travolta. Yeah. As if, like, when he went to Goldmember and played Goldmember in the movie Goldmember, or actually in the movie Austin Pussy, which is the movie within the movie within Goldmember, when he did that character, I think that he became so delighted with Mike Myers, like, he's certain je ne sais quoi. I don't know what, really. He's yeah. certain something. Yeah. Uh, and he kind of... Just got absorbed into it, and his performance in this is like it's like literally sixty five percent Doctor Evil. That's the accent. Mm. Yeah, sixty five percent. I'm trying Evil. to iron. Exactly, I'm trying to iron. It's a little bit like share as well. I would say there's a little bit of share going yeah. on, mm. and then thirty five percent Linda Richmond from Coffee Talk
1: oh, oh yeah God, I can yeah. hear that. I can hear that by the way Linda Richman very dangerous territory for mm. us to discuss yes we, we could get do
2: 69 there. episodes oh. right now about Linda Richman <laughs> the one where she turns up at Barbara Streisand's show oh, and then yeah, comes yeah, up yeah. on stage oh, we can't even do like we can't a go bit bit there we can't yeah. talk about Barbara Streisand isn't quite on time with the joke mm-hmm. oh like it's yes. kind of they clearly rehearsed it to the nth degree we can't talk about the iconic
0: sketch with Linda Richman Madonna and Rose Ampar, and then Barbara Streisand turns up and they didn't know she was going to be there no one knew she was going to yeah, turn Yeah, we can't up talk everyone, about it. Yeah, We're not allowed talk to. About it. It's against yeah, the rules of today's episode.
1: I actually love his accent in this. Mm. I think it's I yeah. think it's cool to see John Travolta doing something so different to his persona. It's bonkers. Yeah, it's fucking He's crazy. Doing a bonkers it's like, oh, oh, Tracy, I love you. Oh, welcome to the 60s and I, I kind of fucking <laughs> love it. I think it's cool. And I think he looks cool yeah, it's and I love so him odd. in the fat suit. Yes. I actually kind of can't see anyone else doing it. I think it was so fucking good.
2: Well, like I said in the last episode, I think it so honours the John Waters system, mm. which is to kind of stunt car. Yes. Like, mm. cry Baby, he wanted to pull... You know, Johnny Depp had been in this kind of funk of doing teen movies and tw- um, 21 Jump Street and stuff, so he was like, okay. Like, he's almost kind of... Um, Gus Van Sant isn't maybe the right reference, but if you want to pull yourself out of a Disney mm. or like mm. do a... It seemed like in the 70s and 80s you would do a John Waters movie and that'd be like, oh, okay. He's like, Miley Cyrus would probably be in a John oh. yes, Waters movie if totally. he was around right now. Should be great in yeah. Um, yeah. She just... They just... In fact, a lot of her more recent work seems directed yeah. by John Waters. Mm-hmm. So if you told me like Miley her.
0: Cyrus ate shit in the Pink Flamingos Challenge on TikTok, <laughs> I would absolutely believe you today.
2: <laughs> I would love if Gus, Gus Van Sant did a shot for shot remake of Pink Ghost. <laughs> oh, Go. oh,
0: wow. But there's just one scene where Vince Vaughn jacks off and you can see him doing it.
2: That's that's, oh, yeah. the, that's the Gus Sad style of remake I like. Mm. And then they talk about it with John Favreau on Dinner for Five. Oh, so oh
1: No, we're not allowed to talk about Dinner for oh, Five. Oh,
0: Dangerous. we, we got to do a Dinner for Five after show one day. The three of us, we have to do one.
2: But um, I kind of agree with you. What about the time that Peter Dinklage was on it and I often think about did they give him a booster seat? Anyway, don't worry about it. <laughs> Oh, I...
1: dude, what about when Ben Affleck was on it and, and Jennifer Garner, and it's the first time they're meeting, and, and you, you see, see the, words. the sexual chemistry yeah. between wow. them? Oh yeah.
2: my god! God, oh to be John Travolta when Electra met, met Daredevil. Yes. Oh. oh yeah,
1: and Kevin Smith said too. Come on, that's oh, come a fucking, on. Yeah, that, the, a the
2: yarns at that table
0: would be out of control. Yeah, Kevin Smith, the what the, of the, the Bruce
2: Valanche of our time, <laughs> Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> oh both of them too fat to fly, oh, you know. Good <laughs> lords. Um, we
0: got okay, Bruce Valanche that puts a pin in it. We can't talk about Dinner Five anymore. I will tell you, I agree with you. I think that once you have the idea to cast John Travolta in this role, you can't back out of it. Like, that's that's mm. there's no one else you can cast once you have that idea. But I kind of don't know if he was right for this role. I think he's right in all the stunt casting ways but mm. I think that there's something about him where I don't think John Travolta really... I don't think he can really access the campness for this character that's necessary. I think that he kind of gets stuck in, like, the comedy in, a, in different ways or the reality, trying to, like, encompass this reality of this character. And I also think that there's something about it on my second watch of this movie, the last two days, <laughs> was that the key moments for Edna... Uh, those heartfelt moments where you get moments of her and Christopher Walken, uh, like talking yeah. about Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray's character in this film Hairspray, uh, talking about <laughs> Tracy when they say that, like she's like she doesn't want her to go on the show because she's fat and she doesn't want her to like mm. res- be have the feelings that she's felt of not being like part of what is considered to be beauty. And I think that I found that really heartbreaking because I don't think. John Travolta can do that because he is probably not felt those feelings, like, the way that Divine has. When Divine does it, it's just, like, that's the reality that Divine brings to it. Divine, like, brings this realness to this character that is, like, unparalleled. No one can do what Divine does in the original film. I think John Travolta being, like...
2: I, I think the same with Harvey Feierstein.
0: Absolutely, the same with Harvey Feierstein. But John Travolta is literally, for, like, a decade, was the sexiest man in the world like was like a sex icon and (laughs) he's a fucking pilot exactly (laughs) Mm. he flew planes he did nudies shots he was gorgeous and then I think that he can't find that empathy for this like the empathy within this character yeah and I was thinking about that I was like oh it's so interesting because I remember like this is a tangent. I'm sorry, I'm going into a danger zone. At the Oscars, I think it was the same year, the the Adele Dezine moment, there were all these shots of him mm. on the red carpet like holding Your Johansson from behind. And it was like yeah. very yeah. weird. It was like, oh, what's he doing? And I think that was like this turning point for me seeing him and going like, Oh, he still thinks that he's the most gorgeous person on earth. He doesn't know he's got this cone head, fucking hairdo and like this weird look. Yeah. He, no one, he doesn't know that he looks strange and that him doing this, is not the most alluring person in the world anymore. And he'll never know that. I think watching him in this movie, I was like, it's not right. I think they needed to get your Harvey Fierstein. I just kept them thinking like, Who could have done this? Like Danny DeVito could have destroyed this role. He would have absolutely (laughs) torn it apart. I was thinking so many people, Billy Crystal could have killed it. (laughs) Steve Martin could have killed it. But the person I came to in the end was like, this would have been the golden person, was John Goodman. Because I've seen John Goodman dance Mm. in True (gasps) Stories the movie directed by yeah. David Byrne from Talking Heads. I'm David so Byrne. sorry, I told you, I wrote it down mm-hmm. in my notes. Oh my God. But I th- I've thought i seen him dance, I've seen him rock, I've heard him <laughs> sing, and I just thought he would access everything. He'd access all those feelings that you need. He would yeah. also ride that line of camp that we've seen him do on Roseanne that would like work so well for this. And he's so good at those heartfelt moments and playing them as funny, like a pathetic character as well. And I just thought, I just like was so bummed that John... Was just so close, but I think he just is not perfect in this role.
2: Yeah, I think I think you're so right about everything you've just said. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, I I think part of it is also, like you say, I think part of it that, that he he doesn't quite work is because John Travolta is a camp reference. Mm-hmm. He is not mm. like by casting him, it's a camp reference. But yes. it's, it almost feels like you know, in in, in shows like SNL where they have. Um, the, the, the actual politician is in the sketch. Yeah. And they're kind of not quite in on all the jokes and they don't quite hit the marks every time. And you just want to see the person playing the person. Yes. You don't want to see the actual person. I think that's kind of the like, it's not the best analogy, but it it kind of explains like, oh, you're a reference. You're not in on the joke. Mm. Like, whereas someone like, yeah, Harvey Feierstein writes camp things for a living and, you know, and look, I'm going to bring it up. Bruce Valange is camp for a living. Mm-hmm. He's in on the joke. John Goodman would have been in on the joke. I, I think you're right. I don't think John Travolta is in on the yes. joke. I think
0: that's part of it as well as like John Travolta can do camp. Like in Greece, <laughs> he is fabulous in that kind of like heightened comedy mode, in those broad comedy. Yeah. But I think
1: that well, he, he didn't
2: could... know they were filming that. He didn't know they were filming any of that. <laughs> he found out when it came out. Yeah, mm. <laughs> like whoa, what? <laughs> He's
1: like, oh, you? Gats- I thought it was in high school. My like, hey, you're hey, that I'm,
2: I'm I'm 48 years old. Oh, come on, baby, I thought I was just dancing <laughs> and singing around, man. Oh, cool. You hit the boner with my door. <laughs> hit the door with my phone. Whatever. Yeah. I've... I've had a tragic life. My family keeps dying. Anyways. <laughs>
0: I think that he can act in a camp, in campness, in like a way that undercuts his masculinity. But I think that he can only like Mm, parody masculinity. So I think like him as Edna, it's just like it's too hard. Like it's not, it's too far out of his wheelhouse to change, to channel his energy from like parodying masculinity to like parodying like feminine energy. And I think instead he ends up doing. And I think that's almost like naturalism, like trying to find the empathy within that character rather than trying to find like the that canvas of the joke. yeah.
1: Yeah. I think you might be right there. I, I still really love him in this, but part of the reason why I loved him in it is because I actually was surprised by how um, real mm. he played it. Yes. At times. Like yes. I went, well, oh, fuck, that's pretty believable. I'm sort of like buying that this is a woman But then there were a couple of moments When she first sings I can't remember Or when Sorry Edna first sings I can't remember what song it is It's that like Welcome to the 60s One that they sing together Yes Um, I haven't
2: been outside since 1951 John does
1: not do a good job singing that I don't think And Watching him dance around And try to sing in like his Basically his normal voice Like it's not He's not putting on a voice I was like Oh yeah this It's odd Watching the character suddenly
2: become a musical character mm. Yeah, it's pretty Whereas good. everyone else kind of is playing up
0: Welcome to the Big Film Buffet I'm the big film buff, Alexi Toliopoulos And I would consider myself a great film lover
1: And I'm comedian Susie Youssef And I would consider myself a great lover of films
0: Each episode we'll be sharing with you a three-course feast of movies. Carving into a premiere pick each week on Netflix. We'll also serve up an entree of the classic motion pictures that inspired the film of the week. And finally, we'll suggest a sweet fix if you need a little something-something. The first episode of The Big Film Buffet lands on Tuesday the 29th of September. And there'll be another tasty treat in your feed every Tuesday after that. So,
1: follow us on Spotify and wherever you get
0: your podcasts. And I can't stress this enough, this is a podcast about movies we will barely talk about food. But to be honest, I am quite hungry now.
2: Yeah, me too. Strangely, I remember when this movie first was coming out and I... Was very much into musicals at the time, and YouTube was just becoming a thing, so you could kind of watch bootlegs of things. And I'd watched a lot of Hairspray stuff. Yeah. And when they cast Michelle Pfeiffer, I was like, "Fuck that! Like, that's not going to be good." Mm. And mm. I think she plays it really Ooh, well. Oh, like, she's, she's really great. camp. I love her in this. I reckon she and, like sexy perfection. in that on stage sexy. Yes. yes. Oof, oh and you know boy. they were going to cut her song. And oh my it god! Was, and she really fought for it. And it's also if you listen to the original. Broadway production it's quite a different version of mm. it like she makes it more sexual and more kind of like um, like a cha-cha instead yeah. of a there's a bit nova. of like an Eartha so energy in it when, the oh, way yeah. that she performs yeah.
0: that song like I to me that was when I fell in love with this movie I'm talk about this whenever we talk about musicals I'm gonna bring it up here the merm in this music in this movie the musically enhanced reality mode is yeah off the shit it fucking rules the it's like the is at the same level of little shop of horrors this movie for me Mm. i was Mm. i was gonna
2: i i that's the one thing one of the few (coughs) things i've written down is like this is it's even to the point of having like they've almost got urchins like yes the three yeah there's a there is a greek chorus Mm -hmm. there's a kind of it's very it owes uh, a lot
1: to little shop i would say big time yeah
2: totally that a good way
0: yeah, what's uh, the other uh, Mencken and. Yeah,
1: Mencken and whoever the other one is. <laughs> and Howard, yeah. um,
2: someone. Mm. Which is the. If you've got Disney Plus, there's an incredible documentary about that guy yeah. on, uh, on Disney Plus. Ashman! Disney, whatever. Ashman. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, and I, I think that the Michelle Pfeiffer when she the way that she kind of drips into that mer mode where she goes into that musically enhanced reality mode where she's like starting like the choreography of that dance and she's like the way that she slips into it I was like my God I've she should have been in musicals forever she's only done this yeah. in Greece too but it she's was just like so experts. good at
1: playing high. Um... Like high... high high class cunt. Yeah. Yes. She did it, she did it in Batman as well, where mm-hmm. she's Catwoman yeah. and she kind of plays a bumbling fool and then turns into like kind of a cartoon character when she becomes Catwoman. Yeah. She's all slinky and sexy and stuff. I mean, she's so good at playing big. I'd love to see I... her do more of this
2: shit. And I think it is that kind of. There's a. Sexual, there's like inherent sexuality to her. And I think it's part of her charm mm. as an actress as well as a lot of stuff is that she's also she's also played kind of very non-sexual roles, yeah. with Michelle Pfeiffer, but always there's like a, there's a, it, she has that infuriating, unplaceable like star quality. Yeah. That mm. whenever she's on camera, she can be in a piece of shit movie, yeah. and you're kind of going like Michelle. You almost if she's in a bad movie, you're like Michelle Pfeiffer. What are you doing? I mean, yeah. I can yeah. place it. It's just she's like one of the most beautiful people that's ever lived. Yeah, it's absurd <laughs>
1: how beautiful she is. It's but yeah. she
2: can also in she can also tap into that what we're talking about that camp thing, like which yeah. is I think it's really yeah. hard. I think same with you know you reference Batman Returns. A lot of actors, I feel like, have especially like big movie stars, have trouble tapping into that campness mm, of the Tim mm, Burton world. Mm. And I think it's the same. Word, like Tim Burton may as well, be a musical. It's such that heightened exactly. reality. Exactly. And to be able to step in is to play like a racist villain and still be kind of like funny. <laughs> She's still yeah, and funny, funny and, and like, even the lines that are kind of like the right way, the white way. Mm. Don't you mean the right way? Like which bring which again brings What's his name? Who plays Corney? He does a great job, uh, James well. Marston Oh, James Marsden. James yeah. Marsden. Another. He's, another really one kind of... he's really good at this. He's really yeah. good at
1: playing kind of like mm. cartoony, camp uh, characters.
2: Which he kind of does in Westworld a little bit, I guess. Yeah. As well, like he plays and that he, kind of. And you Enchanted. He a, lot of...
1: Enchanted's a great example. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Thirty Rock. He's kind of got. He's got good chops for this kind of stuff. Another man oh, who's yeah. probably one of the best-looking people to have been born, um, but uh, uh, uh-huh. infuriatingly funny. Mm. Uh, so annoying how funny yeah. this fucking One guy of the is. funniest
0: comedians in the world, James He's Master. such a
1: good stand up comedian, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, he's got a really good, like, tight five. Yeah. He's been working on it. Yeah. Down the clubs. He's still doing gigs during coronavirus. I know, which I is controversial because really
1: his gigs aren't socially distanced, yeah. but he really crams he everyone out Madison in Madison Square Garden. And he <laughs> thinks that uh, he's really sort of like anti COVID. Uh, he doesn't yeah, believe yeah. it, you know. He's anti a lot of stuff. I yeah, think. yeah. He's he's stuffs pretty. What out five there.
2: things do you think he's anti? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I have a list in my head of what, yep. I'm, and you know, they're all. It's the do same for all, for all of us.
0: Doing a scenting order, a scenting order. <laughs> yeah, what are they, Cameron?
1: <laughs> we, let's keep going through this cast. We've got it's a it's such a funny cast because we've got like some heavy hitters of like stage. And screen here, fucking Queen Latifah yeah. is yes. so unstoppable in this movie. Phenomenal! It accesses,
0: yeah. like, utilizes all her skills that she has as a comedian, mm. as a musician, as a rapper, as a singer. Because like the way that she like gets like that that her song when she starts like doing like how fast it is, it's like only Queen Latifah could do this. I don't literally don't know
2: who else she could cast. <laughs> yeah. Well, didn't she say I think because she was a rapper, mm. she kind of said she found it really. I think it was in that there was some. They kept calling that song "You Can't Stop the Beat." The rest of the cast used to call it "You Can't Stop to Breathe." <laughs> <laughs> fun on set time. Wow. They but she kind of so was like, fun. "I got no fucking problems. I'm a, I'm a." Accredited hip hop writer and and performer.
1: <laughs> That's how she said it too. Exactly That's like that. That's how she said it. She's like, listen,
2: listen, you, I'm very, I, uh, I'm hip to the jive. <laughs> Not many people know that she's an older English woman. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Doing yeah. a very of account. Yeah, 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 exactly. She's called the
0: Queen Latifah, as we all know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Amanda Bynes has, Ooh. at this stage of her career, was pretty like. Almost the hot new thing in Hollywood, but Um, she hasn't had a full-blown mental breakdown. Has since become, I would say, borderline camp icon um, Mm, for those reasons, and for her like Nickelodeon stuff. And I actually fucking love her in this. I think she's yes, so good.
0: I think I was like in love with her as a kid. Like I I think she, I think she's such a talented comedian and so so good in this. And I. I got stuck watching this because there's this song where it's like, Can you hear the bells? Which is like, mm, there's this sequence yeah. in this movie that I would put up there with like the best musical was ever done on this podcast, like Little Shop of Horrors and stuff. I would really put it up there with like capital C pure cinema shit where Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray bends down and you see <laughs> Zach Efron look at her ass and like he mm. is drawn to the thickums. Mm-mm. And I'm like, already that yeah. is cinema to me that's gorgeous that's beautiful that's exciting that's erotic yeah. that's everything and then she the, when she walks into the hall with Amanda Bynes and she starts going into that musically enhanced reality mode and starts ascending up into that world her performance starts heightening as the music heightens Amanda Bynes for the whole song stays in regular grounded like reality of the film and everyone else yeah, is yeah. in, like, this musically enhanced reality mode, and she is just normal, and, like, undercutting every moment, and I had not seen that ever done before. I've seen so many musicals, and I've never seen anyone nail that and do exactly that, and I was, like, I was gobsmacked. I was like, how are they doing this? How have I never seen this before? And how is it Amanda Bynes the one that's nailing this moment? I, like, lost my mind watching hairspray. <laughs> I was so impressed just- by
2: it. They just told her it was a rehearsal. They just told her it was Yeah, a kind
1: of like John Travolta in
2: Greece. She didn't know. He did not didn't know. She's, she didn't know. She didn't know. She found out two weeks ago she's in that movie. Oh, and yeah. Nikki Blonsky told her. Who? Sorry, who? Nikki Blonsky
1: from Hairspray? Oh, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. We should talk about her um, because she's in this movie. She's in the movie Hairspray. I mean, it's in and her name. Yeah, she You plays... need to make
2: sure that you don't put her name in the information of this podcast because she will listen to it. And I feel like we're about to say some stuff about her she might I
1: might have to, to say hear. I'm not gonna say anything bad about her Absolutely. because I okay. really like her in this movie. Same. <laughs> yeah. I adored her. Yep. I thought it's she probably was probably my favorite cinematic performance of hers.
2: Yeah. Probably not you didn't you didn't you didn't like her in
1: huge or queen size? I didn't catch <laughs> those, but um, I've seen the posters on Google image search earlier.
2: Well, hey, if you guys ever want to do a branch off podcast where we l- watch the entire back catalogue of <laughs> Nicky Blonsky... Nicky Blonsky, Blonsky from <laughs> the movie... Yes, the Blonsky Check, That's the next podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nick Check. Can't wait to do it, dude. But I think that she's tremendous in this film. I can't imagine... Like, she was so funny. She was so on point. And I think, like, how giddy and musical she is and, like, how... Like, that giddy energy that she brings to her character is so funny that, like, you know, that the Good Morning Baltimore she nails it perfectly. Like how excited she is, yeah. how she's like Belle walking through her town in, uh, beauty mm. and the beast. And the town is disgusting and sucks. And it's Baltimore and there's rats and there's drugs. I never
1: thought of it
2: like that. That's totally what it is. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's totally. It, also, it like reminds a, me of like yeah. Avenue
1: Q or something like that. Like that really, yeah. um, making fun of the shitness, but also in a very sweet, wholesome way. I'm like, look, yeah. Mike, our town sucks and we have flashes and like crazy people on the street and people are always fighting, but I love it. It's my fucking town. It's like the way I... we talk about Newcastle, but, um, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You could actually, good morning, Newcastle totally works. To the <laughs> word exactly for word. That's the only line. word you need to change. <laughs> she was also, I think part of it is like, cause she was apparently really close to be in the Broadway production, yeah. mm. but she was just too young, mm. like because she, she's kind of seventeen or eighteen. In this oh menu, wow! I think. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe she was gonna yeah replace the lead or something in Hairspray, and that, but then there's a video somewhere online of her finding out that she got it, and she was working. It's that classic story of her. But she was working in an ice cream shop at the time. Wow. They told her at work, she lost her fucking mind. She was like, "Well, I'm going to be a movie star now." Anyways, oh man! Uh, I mean, look, she, it, she, she, she's she's. What
1: has she done she's since so then? She's good she done in done more theatre. She seems like she's... She's like a... Theater. She's a
0: cosmetologist, she... and I think it's, like, such... I think it's, like, an actually indictment on the industry because I think she's so yeah. good and so funny. And, like, you look at as well, like, a contemporary... And hard-working. Hard-working and contemporary star to her, Gaboray Bay as well, where it's, like, it's, like, a... It's a... It's a thing of, like an idea of, like, what beauty is and, like, what a movie star can look like and also, like, the misogyny in Hollywood and popular culture that there was not space for these two people for these stars to, like, go out and, like, she could have had a freaking sitcom she could have been, like, even just a small star on a sitcom she could have done any of those things but they just, like, go nope, she was only Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray she was only Edna Turnblad and I was like, that's fucking sucks because she's so good in this film
2: the fact that the two other movies that she's known for being in are called Huge mm. and Queen Size yeah, is, is fucking full on. Yeah. Like look, we could be like jokey and stuff, but it is like full on that those are the two and both the posters that we're all seen are yeah, yeah. her like being like I'm big, but I don't need it like it's it's like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like that's she's really not even sad. And yeah, I think yeah, Gabrielle Cinebe is like a really good reference like of that just people just don't know what to do you know what she needs she needs ryan murphy mm-hmm. to pick her the fuck up. yeah dude. absolutely and like those there's those type of, like i I always think it's a weird comparison but right ryan murphy is kind of the john Waters of our time oh yeah. that's the savior on.
1: of like the savior of camp icons basically mm-hmm. yeah if you're a yeah, little like, bit like cheesy for hollywood now or something yeah You'll end up in a fucking Ryan Murphy production and you'll become like, like, you'll have a family now.
2: Yeah. (laughs) The fact that, I mean, it's another tangent, but the fact that, this is just John Waters tangent, the fact that Patty Hearst, Mm. who was not famous at all for acting, had never acted before, (laughs) she was known for getting Stockholm Syndrome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make you a cap star instead of a hated person by the American public. Yeah. And same with, like, tra- um, what's her name? Tracy, uh, no, who's who was the porn actress that was in Crybaby? Oh. I was going to say it. Tracy Letts, but that's the Lords? guy that wrote August Osage County. Tracy, Tracy Lords, Lords. Mm. Yeah, like, those types of people, and that's kind of what Ryan Murphy does. It's another tangent. I'm sorry.
1: Fuck, actually, Ryan. if we looked at the Ryan Murphy, like, Uh, players, we could find a great alternate cast for this movie as well. Absolutely. Also, I was just thinking then, why not Nathan Lane for Edna Turnblad? Yes. Oh my God, yeah. Can I tell you
0: who else I wrote down? Because I wrote some freaking names down. Nathan Lane obviously was one of them. I'm not leaving (laughs) Nathan Lane off this list. But um, (laughs) I also put down Michael McKean.
1: Yep. Oh yeah, wow. Michael
0: McKean, but John Cameron Mitchell. Because I was trying to think of other musical yeah. stars at that time. Yeah, but yeah. the person I yeah. wrote down that transformed this whole movie, apart from John Goodman, the other person I could do it was the director of Little Shop of Horrors himself, Miss Piggy. Ah, uh, Frank. <laughs> I would say Frank literally as Miss Piggy, Miss as, Piggy, as, Piggy, Edna, as Turnblad. Edna Turnblad. And then you get Kermit to play the husband. That's perfect.
1: <laughs> oh shit, that is pretty good.
0: <laughs> and then what Nikki about, Blonsky um... is the only oh. human. That's what I would say. Who? Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. Right. Yep. Yep. And yeah. And if she, she would, was the only human, the and the rest are muppets.
2: What she... about Louis Anderson? <laughs> oh. See, that's okay too. Yes. I don't mind that. <laughs> Louis Anderson
0: is the modern divine, in my okay. opinion.
1: Yeah. Really
0: he He is. does eat shit. <laughs> That's his whole act these days.
1: All right. Wow, look, I loved it. I I you've watched it twice in 2 days, Alexi. I mm-hmm. could easily put it back on tonight. It's such a blast. The yeah. songs are amazing.
2: I, Do you know what's a great song as well? I just remembered. It's the um uh the song about the, the, when she first is out of detention, mm-hmm. and it's all about, um, going, oh, what's it called? Go and hear that or something? Yeah. It's the song that, like, Seaweed sings, the, the black, of, oh, run the berry, and tell the sweet that. Of, yeah. Yeah, run and tell that. The Blacker berry, the sweet of the Jews. Yeah. Love that song. It's such a funny lyric, yeah. as yeah. well. And it's might as well be like, yeah, and it's also, again, I need to bring up, as a 16 year old, this was very A huge for awakening. Me, just all these. I Ooh think that boys. John Travolta and it, Michelle Pfeiffer really... are
0: involved in the awakenings of every generation since, like, the turn of the 21st century. Like, who yeah. who hasn't had an
2: awakening watching either of them? <laughs> John Travolta and Michelle Pfeiffer providing boners for boys of all different <laughs> grades. Yeah. Yes. Uh One thing as well, uh, watching uh, this oh
1: version. I don't of even want story, to get too. Distracted.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Even watching like watching this version made me kind of like realize something as well that I think is present in the original and is present here, but I didn't notice until we were in that heightened mode. Was um I think that this is definitely in the realm or attempting in some way to be like a parody of the White Saviour stories. Like I think that it could have pushed Mm. further to really achieve that parody but I think that it's really trying to get there because you look at other movies that come out like just after this, or in the decade after this, which is like stuff like Green Book that just won Best Picture, and of mm. course The Help, which I feel like this and The Help. There's something really in the way that they handle talking about it. eating shit, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's probably why I'm thinking about The Help, is the Oscar-winning shit-eating movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that there's something there in that this movie is kind of like a knowing riff on what that does and it doesn't take itself too Mm. seriously but I think that if they pushed it just that little bit further, it really could have like put a stop to those movies from happening and I think that if this came out like two years later when they opened the Academy Awards to 9 or 10 nominations for Best Picture there's no Mm. way that I don't see this coming through. I think this is Is that good.
1: One of the sequences in this, uh, it's right before run and tell that where, uh, Nikki bonsky from the movie hairspray is in detention <laughs> mm-hmm. for the first time. And she's dancing with African-American kids yeah. and seaweed says like, you're one of us. Um, you know, you're just like us. You're yeah, in yeah. the, you're in the cool group. Now you're in the black group. And she's like, Oh my God, the black guys think I'm one of them. That is so cool. Yeah. There was, it was so close to being parody or satire of that type of yeah. movie. Yes. I actually think th- I wanted it to go further and I think it could have gone further if they got like David Wayne and Michael Showalter to do a <gasps> pass of this movie. Wow. And just push it push it slightly further into parody.
0: Yes, I think that's dead on because Adam Shankman, this is easily the best movie he's ever done. We've talked about a lot of directors on this podcast where they make one iconic movie and the rest are like an auteur. This guy is freaking an auteur. His his filmography sucks shit apart from Hairspray. Let me have a
1: a look at this guy's filmography. It's going to blow your mind. A
0: A Walk to Remember is his next best movie, which is decent. Then Bedtime Stories, which is a bad Sandler movie. The Pacifier oh with Fendi's or no good. He didn't even direct Cheaper by the Dozen. He directed Cheaper by the Dozen 2, Rock of Ages, Wedding Planner, What Men Want, which is a remake of What Women Want with Taraji P. Henson. And, and then one of my most iconic movies, the movie starring Queen Latifah and Steve Martin and Eugene Levy. The movie is Bringing mm. Down the House. Oof. uh, A movie that only exists because (laughs) Eugene Levy says in the trailer, you got me straight tripping, (laughs) boo. Which is a huge tangent for me. (laughs)
2: You know when you look at a director's credits and there's like... There's 27 of them. Yeah. They're either an incredible director or the shittiest director you've ever... And I think these days has ruined it. It's kind of really muddied the waters. Because some of his credits are... um, Zach Efron pool party video mm-hmm. short. Mm. Oh, I've got that. 2009. <laughs> <laughs> I keep On it DVD. under my bed. Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: hidden underneath my
2: mattress. Carrie Underwood an All Star Holiday Special TV special. Yep. 2009. Oh, Miley Cyrus. When I look at you, video short. Like it's it's not a video short. That's a film clip. You've made a you've made a video clip. video short. Oh my word! Do you know what he's doing next? Apparently, he's doing Disenchanted,
0: the sequel to Enchanted, with Amy Adams and James Marsden.
2: Uh,
1: You know what, I'm into that Yeah, same I'm keen to see that And I'm keen to watch uh, Bringing Down the House finally It looks amazing Are you serious, um, Cameron? It has Betty White in it as Peter's racist next door (laughs) neighbour
0: God, Cameron, I've only got one thing to say to that You got me straight tripping, boo (laughs)
2: He's in pre-production of Hocus Pocus 2 What?
1: What? No, really? Yeah, they've been saying it they're sense. making that for about like fifteen yeah. years. It's never going to get made. Yeah. God, we're it's so also close dangerous to territory about for Kathy... us to talk about it because Kathy <laughs> Imagine is <Najimy's laughs>
0: right there, dude. And we can't talk about we... it. <laughs> Listen, okay, I need to talk about Kathy and Jimmy for one second because no. in the new Star Wars Ugh. movie, they go to a planet called Kajimi. You can't tell me that wasn't a reference to Kathy Najimi. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell me they didn't do that on purpose. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God, dude. This is too... I can't... I have to dock you points for that. Oh, I
0: can't... I'm I'm, sorry. We started talking about Hocus Pocus. What am I going to do? Not talk about Kathy Najimy?
2: I not really many people know that you, there that. is a full point system to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. We get, we <laughs> privately get texted at the end of the episode what our points were, <laughs> and it, and you know what? It's not like whose line is it anyway. No. The, points the points matter. Do oh points do. Points really matter. Do you know
1: what's really frustrating, Reese, is that I had that reference locked and loaded, ready to go. <laughs> And as soon as you started saying it, my heart sank because I was annoyed that I didn't get to say that.
2: Oh listen, well, can I just you tell know, you there's one If you guys want to do a watch Kathy <laughs> podcast, I'm here. We're on
0: we're recording from the Planet Kajimi, the Kathy Najimi podcast. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> can I tell you as well, at least the Kathy Najimi point, the tangent brought me to this conclusion within my mind. Another sensational casting for Edna Turnblade. Would have been John Lovets.
1: Oh my oh, god. Oh yes. yeah. Okay, I'm into
0: But that. in the critic character. Yes, as the critic. <laughs> as P. Sherman
1: the critic. Dangerous territory, I know you're, the name. Your fat <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into it. Oh my god. I think we're going slightly off the rails now. It's almost time for us to pull up, I believe.
2: Yes. I think pull up and pull out. <laughs> I think that this is which is the podcast that the three of us make on OnlyFans where we uh, (laughs) we talk about Bill Pullman. We talk about Bill Pullman's (laughs) filmography.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would say that this is very fucking good. I love this Hairspray adaptation. I Mm, tell you, it could be three in one week for me on this one. I really enjoyed it. Oh, that's a worry. Yeah, I think I've lost it. I actually think I've lost my mind. <laughs> I think that combined with Bruce, Bruce Valanche and like this Najimi stuff, I think I have lost it and um, this might be my favorite movie and the only way to improve it would be like if there was a post credit scene with Kathy Najimy hanging out with freaking Christopher Walker. But the only person we need to talk about is we talked about John Travolta as being like a collaborative actor. And, like, Mm. he is, his performance is so in tune with everyone else. Like, he really is an actor that builds off other performances. And he personally fought to cast Christopher Walken and Mm -hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer. And I see that. I understand Mm. that. I get why he wanted to work with them on this project and why he saw them fitting into those roles. But I think that the only time that Travolta absolutely nails it and is in tone with the movie is in the Husky Hideaway. What's it called?
1: Hefty Hideaway. The hefty, hefty hideaway. hideaway. Husky Hideaway. <laughs> I was That's barely the male wrong. version. I think. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's where I shopped.
1: That's uh, the regular shop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but when Mr. Pinky is Jerry Stiller, I think yeah. that mm. Travolta and him really get in sync with each other. I don't know what Jerry Stiller is doing in this movie. He's really going for it with this amazing accent, these crazy
2: teeth. I told you in the la- in the last uh, episode that it's a bonkers... He's just decided to go full-blown. Yeah. Even to the point when they first cut to him in the Hefty Hardaway, he's having this weird micro-argument with one of his employees. Yeah. Where she's like, I thought we lowered the price. And he went, what? And then he's like, oh, hi. Like it's this really bizarre choice to make I just love it because we never get to
1: see Jerry Stiller not be Frank Costanza basically yeah, Pretty much everything from Seinfeld onwards He's playing a variation of Frank So it's exciting to see him be A fucking character comedian Because that's what he was That's Mm. what he started as you, really, it's only this movie in Zoolander where you get to see, like, a different version of Jerry Stiller. It's kind of... I and even it. in
2: Zoolander, he's
1: kind of just... Yeah, he's Frank he's attractive. in a tracksuit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just, that's yeah. exactly what I was going to
2: say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I, I love it, though. He and John, like, John Travolta gets in sync with Jerry Stiller. I think when they're together, yeah. it's the only time I'm like... He is accessing camp. He's at that elevated level that he should be at. He's kind of foregone naturalism. And I was just like, you should have got Jerry Stiller to play your husband or Edna or Tracy. Problem solved. Mm. You got George Walter in the right mode the whole time. And it would be a delightful movie if if he was playing I would... Tracy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, Baltimore! <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think we should wrap it up. I think that's we've no, we've okay. said enough. We've mm-hmm. done enough damage and we I want to wrap it up before we get to Alice and Jenny. Um Oh yeah. Because <laughs> that's dangerous territory as because well. Because
0: she plays a host like herself hosting Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip in one of the episodes of that show. <laughs> so it's really cool. She plays herself as well yeah, as a character yeah. from the West Wing like her. Which self. is
1: psycho because there are cast members from the West Wing in um Yeah. In Studio 60 from the Sunset Strip. Is that
2: the episode where someone might have stolen a joke? I think so.
1: Oh man, I love that episode. Mm. I love every single episode of Studio 60 from the Sunset Strip. I love the Eli Wallach episode.
0: Yeah.
2: Let's watch it. Maybe we (laughs) let's just do a podcast called Thirty Rock One. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) And here's why: the
0: shitness of Studio 60 (laughs) on the Sunset Strip, the least funny comedy show with zero jokes that's ever been put to TV, and is for some reason an hour long each episode.
1: Excuse me, it's hilarious. What are you talking about? They do that like musical number in the first episode. Yeah, it goes for six minutes. It's really
0: so fun. very funny, and Judd Hirsch is awesome in it.
1: Gilbert and Sullivan parody in oh. two thousand and seven, or whatever. Really, and everyone's,
2: everyone's offices are on the set, just like a real TV show.
1: Mm. Mm. Hanging over the stage, beautiful.
2: Yeah, that's how it all works. One of the best films.
1: Uh, one of the best TV shows. I, I <laughs> wish it was a film. I wish it was a film.
2: Yeah. Oh well, let's write the film, guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> Studio all right, 61. let's wrap it up for today. <laughs> Okay, oh, no. <laughs> Okay, we're wrapping it
0: up. We're wrapping it up, guys. I think that All if right. you haven't seen All Hairspray, right. it is a must-watch. Right. I think this is a really good adaptation. I would say this is one of the better remakes that we have as well, where it honours it but completely changes its genre, its tone. It updates it for a new audience in a really successful way while still retaining that kind of dirty sense of humour that I think makes hairspray and John Waters so mm. powerful and so worthy of celebration that I think that this is such a great tribute to the work of John Waters this film.
1: Yeah, I concur. Ditto.
0: <laughs> well, that brings us to the wrap up. Thank you for joining us once again, Reese. Um what are you up to? You've got any time, boys? Oh, well, next week, do you want to do the live musical version of the Hairspray? <laughs> <laughs> so we can talk about Martin
2: Shaw for 48 minutes? Hey, in all serious though though, if ever you wanted to do like I I would think about this I was literally laying in bed thinking mm-hmm. about this last night. If ever you and this is not me saying this, so you have to do it, <laughs> but if ever you want to watch all of the John Waters movies oh, for yeah. a side, I would a thousand percent be into yeah. that. We could do a watch along of yes. Pink Flamingos. We could watch Divine Eat shit Ooh, together. Oh that would be I fun. would love That'd that. Be fun. Um but uh, but no, you've also got a thousand podcasts. Um, no, we only the- have
1: two, I think.
2: <laughs> well, in podcast world, that might as well be a thousand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you have more podcasts than us. I mean, that's
1: true. Yeah, that <laughs> I mean, is true.
2: true. <laughs> <laughs> you've got simply marvelous right now, as well, with you and Kyron, Georgia Mooney. A really dumb podcast. It only goes for twenty minutes, though, so it's it's ple- It's a pleasant amount. We record for about eight hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and cut it down to 20 minutes um i heard that the way uh, you but, yeah, edit so it, we... you
0: just do command f for kathy Najmi references and then delete it down <laughs> to 20 minutes <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's one of those podcasts as well where usually it starts off as us like catching up on a zoom and then we start recording so we're kind of usually about a bottle of wine in by the time we're <sighs> recording it so if that's not a selling point i don't know what is <laughs> um we might as well call the podcast liable <laughs> um uh, I'm also uh, we're going to release it in the next week or so. Uh, I'm doing a podcast with Joel Creasy. Ooh. Oh uh, shit! Co- yeah, it's it's called We'll Try Anything Twice. It is literally a podcast uh, where we review things, and the hope is that companies will just start sending us oh. stuff. It is literally uh, just a grab at free stuff. It's That's all we want. Yeah, it's most of what we call canaries down the mine. Like we just want to, we Ooh. want free stuff to try. What kind of free stuff are you poisoned. looking
1: for? What do you want?
2: Oh. Anything. I my big thing is that like, I seem to always have like skin care things. Like oh, I yes. like I ordered like a, a pot of volcanic dirt to rub on my face <laughs> and talked about that a little while ago. Um wow. on Amazon. Um, I got one of those uh, pore vacuum cleaner things so I could just vacuum Did the shit out of my pores. It was like it worked in a way that it was like having a Dyson vacuum cleaner where you look at it and you're like, Jesus, look at that dirt. But I don't think it's actually good. Yeah. Mm. Like, I, I don't think it's good for me. Anyways, I continue to do it. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> both those. But, but, I mean, Simply Marvelous is a, is a fun podcast. So watch that. We're watching all of Marvel. Check it out. I'll do put that. the
0: link to it in the show notes for this episode. You can click right on through. Uh, Cameron and I will tell you right now that Finding Drago Season 2 is called <gasps> Finding Desperado. And it is, it is coming out very soon. If you start listening to Finding Drago once again, you will finish in time for season two as it begins on October thirtieth.
2: I said last week I watched it all in one day. It's possible. I was weeding the front garden.
1: (laughs) Well, it is very possible. It can be done. You can do it in a day. You Mm -hmm. can weed the garden. You can smoke weed. You can do all sorts of cool stuff. Weed
2: the garden and then smoke the weeds. Yeah, they probably they won't have the same effect, but But it, it can be done. Yeah, yeah. So subscribe
1: Um, to that feed. Also, go to the Newcastle Comedy Festival in uh November. I'm doing a solo show there, and I'm doing the gala as well. So if you're in Newcastle, you have no excuse. You have to go. If you're not in Newcastle, make a trip. Head up the coast or down the coast or across the country. Oh,
2: look. That's doable for some people in the country. Some of us are booked for that festival and still aren't quite sure if they're going to make it. Victorians,
1: if you feel like you need to break the law and you want to go to yep. jail, a perfect excuse would be to come to the Newcastle Comedy first. Yeah. yeah. It would be great, very
0: great. exciting for you to do so. I have another yeah. podcast yeah. currently as well. It is the official Netflix <gasps> Australia podcast oh, yeah. with me and my dear friend Susie Youssef. Well, our dear friend. She's friends with
2: all of us. Um, we. I'm so excited that you guys are doing that.
0: It's pretty cool. It's really fun. We are just basically... What we do on the podcast is called The Big Film Buffet. The link to it is in the show notes. We serve you a three-course feast of cinema, baby. We're going to talk about the main course, which is the Netflix premiere flick of the week. And then we have a starter, which is a movie that pairs with it very well. And then for dessert, I'm going to recommend Mm. some great classic or unheard of hidden gems that I think you should check out. So if you're watching like what's coming out on Netflix, you should check out The Big Film Buffet with me and Susie. It's very funny, very good. I love Susie Youssef. So it's fun that we're working together. The first episode's about Enola Holmes. Second episode coming out next week is uh, about a great new movie produced by Ryan Murphy, The Boys in the Band, which is a remake of a classic William Friedkin adaptation of that great play. And I think it's fucking great. I love that movie, so check it out. I'm going to watch it tonight. Oh, you'll love it. It's so good.
1: And what band were they from? Was it Van Halen or something like that?
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's actually about Van Halen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Van Halen and um and anal sex before Good Lubricant. Okay, great, 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 yeah. great kind of great, great, great. great. That's Basically, the vibe. that's the vibe. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh little lanolin chat. <laughs> Next week on the podcast, oh, were we gonna do the thing? What thing? The the the, the movie The Thing for ha- Halloween oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> the thing. Is yeah, let's we- do the thing. I think yeah. it's called Thing from Another World, right? The first one. Thing from
1: whatever.
2: What's the wait? Am I thinking of what's the John Carpenter one? That's yeah, the thing. that's the thing. That's the thing. So it's a remake. So that is a remake. Yeah, that's a remake of. I had a drunk argument with Kyron once about how that what how I said it's a remake oh. and he was saying it wasn't. Who would
0: the you trust world? on popular culture, you <laughs> or Kyron? That's what <laughs> mm-hmm. I would say to him right now. Yeah. Bring I him mean, into the, the room and let me tear him down. Made. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Next week on the podcast, we will be discussing... Next week on the podcast, we will be jumping into our little spooky, scary Halloween mini series, And this year, Cameron, we are doing one of our most anticipated reboots, remakes of all time. We are finally <laughs> digging into... Next week, beginning with The Thing From Another World, to talk about, the week after that, John Carpenter's The Thing.
1: Yeah, this is one of our most requested ones, and it's one that we've been saying we're going to do the entire time. We've done this podcast. It's time. It's finally time for us to do The Thing.
2: And that's what you call your dick, right? John Carpenter's The Thing? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's a shapeshifter.
1: Sometimes it's soft. Sometimes it's slightly less soft.
0: <laughs> and mine looks like Wilford Brimley, one of the stars <laughs> of the movie. <laughs>